Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Outside the Box. I've got a very familiar face with us today and a good friend of mine in Jamie Winship. Jamie, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I feel it feels normal to be back. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that it feels normal that you're yeah. back here. It feels normal to me. And and today's conversation is going to be a, a, a an interesting one, I think, for a lot of the uh, listeners. And that's on anger. Yeah. Um, we've talked a lot about different emotions, right. joy, hope, um, positive emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, anger is, is something that I have a negative a negative connotation around. And, um, and I think because of that, I, I might not uh, express it all the time. Tell us a little bit, like, what is anger to you? Yeah, well, okay, so this this is a great question. So when we're, you know, in all the places we worked all over the world and all the different groups and age ranges and all that stuff that we've worked with, whenever, whenever I'm talking to a person or we're interviewing a group and we're asking them the question, what's the main negative emotion you deal with on a regular basis? The, the t- there's always two. Typically, it's fear, but the other one is anger. There's all, so, so it'll be, you know, going around the room, fear, 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 then anger. And so we, we know we're going to run into anger as a negative emotion experienced by people in th- that we deal with. And so a right understanding of anger, just like a right understanding of fear is really helpful and healthy. So the one thing to understand about anger is in our experience, anger is always a secondary emotion. It's not, it's never the first. Mm. Okay. So, so when you're talking about anger and understanding anger and using anger in its v- very valuable um, manner, is to understand what pre- what's the emotion that precedes anger in people. So almost, um, you know, in in our terms, at performance medicine is like finding the root cause. Exactly. So the root cause of anger would be another type what what other emotions could that be right so uh, so let me say this because i think this will be really helpful to people so anger anger human the human emotion of anger is is really built um to respond to injustice so when a oh. person when a person is experiencing anger the if you if you talk enough with them about it, it'll the anger will be emerging from a perceived or real injustice that they've encountered. Interesting, which is beautiful. Yeah. Um. So in its purest sense, anger, you know, in 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 its beautiful sense, is anger is an emotion against injustice, and so therefore we should be angry about injustice. The problem is that's not what we're angry about. That's the difficulty. So the underlying the underlying emotion to anger is fear. So for example, if I'm if I'm walking down the street and I see a, a small child or someone being assaulted by someone bigger, it produces first in me a sense of fear. Okay. At what's happening. And then that fear, that fear, then anger comes in over top of the fear as a sense of power and control and authority to react against the perceived injustice, right? So I become angry about it. Okay. Right? So, so when I'm talking to a person and, and they say, you know, I just really struggle with anger. Well, well, what's the emotion? Give me a scenario where you feel the anger. Well, like the way my boss treats me just, there's the injustice. There it is, right? As soon as they say, that, okay, there's the injustice. And how does it make you feel that your boss mistreats you? I feel powerless. There's the fear. 
I feel victimized, there's the fear. And so whenever a person feels as if they're in some kind of victim role, to, to have the victim identity is to believe that some other person controls my future. And that's the fear. Interesting. I honestly, like, I feel that I'm sure people watching this can relate. Like, I feel sure. that all the time. Yes, sure. The, that powerlessness, that the feeling of someone else has control of, of my life. Right. And uh, in my future, like, that is such a real emotion. Right. So think of a, think of, work, you know, with a, a kid in school and he says something like, I hate math. Let's say he's angry. You're angry at math? Like, what's the anger about? And it's the anger that somehow this subject controls my future and I'm powerless in it. Hmm. And so they'll start to avoid it. They'll start to whatever they'll do to try and cope with the idea that that my I'm a victim to the to to what math demonstrates about me that I'm inadequate. It's really interesting. So the anger that whenever you see anger coming out, the, then the, the thing you want to pursue is, okay, what's the injustice? And a lot of times it's a perceived injustice. It may not even be real, but it's a perceived injustice. And so when the anger shows itself, we want to get past the anger into, okay, in what, in what ways do you feel that an injustice has occurred? So really in that scenario, the anger is just a signal. Yes. It's a signal that, okay, I've been, not to use like psychological, like the triggered word. Right. I've been triggered in some right. way uh, my in fear. Right. And, and so are you saying that anger needs to be passed up? Or is there any, any situation where like the anger is good? For other purposes besides just the signal. Absolutely, yeah. Because so, what I'm what I'm say to people is like, if you're going to be angry, be angry about real injustice. What's funny about humans is that we're angry about injustices that are just self-protection and self-promotion, and we're not angry about the real injustices that are occurring in our society. Mm. So let's so one kind of anger, just anger that I'm a victim and I'm powerless it turns inward and it produces bitterness because if the if the perceived injustice is not addressed then the anger is not serving its anger is anger is present to point to the injustice to say let's let's take action against the injustice which is outward like we're i like human trafficking makes me so angry good right. good um you know racism makes me so angry good so we're going to move that anger, we're going to move towards correcting the injustice that shouldn't exist. Beautiful. But if I'm just mad because I feel powerless and alone, there's no real action to take to address the injustice. So it turns inward. It's no longer addressed outward. It turns inward and I just sit in it and it becomes bitterness and 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 it turns into kind of a root of self-destructiveness. So... If I like, what if there is an actual injustice done to somebody? Could they feel? Could they be angry and rightfully so? Yes. Um, without turning inward, with, yes. w Without like, yes. Without becoming bitter. Right. Righteous anger, let's call it that, is a is a call to action against real injustice. It's beautiful. Okay. It really is. So it's called righteous anger. Well, I mean, that's you know, if we're going to use a term, just being 
mad about something okay because you know i didn't get my way that that's in my brain that's an injustice but it's a perceived injustice it's a very self-focused selfish and that anger turns into inward into bitterness right of course so so but the one you're talking about like um you know just thinking about um poor people or poverty, you know, uh, lack of food, warfare, all this kind of thing. It's like those are injustices that we ought to collectively be angry about and actively engaged in stopping it. Mm. School shootings. We ought to be furious about this stuff. What's interesting is when you get with people, they're madder about insignificant sort of self-focused stuff than they are about real injustice that's going on in the world. How do we make sure our anger is, because I, I can tell, like with me in particular, I can tell real quick that most of my anger is, is not justified, and it comes from that place of fear. Um, when we have, you know, places where we really should be angry, what is the best expression of that in a way that's like healthy and is not going to turn into bitterness or hate towards other? I know I know a lot of times it can anger can divide us, you know, Mm. injustice can divide us, you know, in a real way. Right. Yeah. So to me, it's always this sense of it's an outward call. It's a, it's a call to outward action. And I can say, okay, here's the, I'm angered by this injustice and here's the steps I'm going to take to correct that injustice. And it's very other focused. It's not self focused. It's other focused. Mm. Right. Like I'm uh, I'm upset. I'm angry about orphans in Haiti. Okay, great. Okay, so instead of just stewing that and sitting in that, I'm going to turn that out. Here's here's the steps I'm going to take to help stop that injustice. Give to an orphanage. Go to Haiti. Something like that. That's healthy. It's an outward move against injustice. That's that's I, I mean, that is so beautiful. And we want to encourage that kind of hostility. I, I, I like that statement. I, I forget who said it. It said, don't try and like things that shouldn't be liked. <laughs> like be angry about what you should be angry about. That's the injustices in the world. Yeah. And, and also like, I think part of me, part of me is like, can you be angry and happy at the same time in terms of like oh yeah you know I think so. like because yes. I, I struggle with that yeah. like I look at an angry person I'm like man kind of sucks to be them yes you know right. where where are situations where like you really can use the anger to to make the world a better place and it not like impact your quality of life right you know internally yeah that's where I, that's what I'm saying as long as it's the anger is is pointed outward towards the the purveyors of injustice and it's and it's a you know i like to do things in communities so it's like you and i or our neighborhood or whatever would say you know we don't like we don't like the level of of opioid use or suicide in our community okay so we're angry about that you should be angry you shouldn't should not be able to go to bed and just accept that as as something that we can't change then you're you know that that then you're just victims and don't but like we're going to turn out where does the community say here's the steps we're going to take to move against this injustice but it's healthy it's practical and we can say this is the benefits that it's producing in our community Mm. right so but we don't want to like learn to cope with that sense of injustice we want to take we don't want to oh yeah but we're okay with it we we want to be angry about these things so it's a kind of healthy, joyful, we're not going to tolerate this. 
you know. How can you, and I know we need to wrap up um, this, but we talk a lot about athletes, and because uh, I know you work with a lot of athletes. Mm-hmm. A lot of athletes play out of anger, and they use that um, as energy. They use that as motivation. What's your thought with that? Yeah. Like, because I, I can, I never played out of anger, but I know people who've played out of anger and fear and they're darn good. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think all you have to do is go home with them. Right. I think that's all you have. That's the measure of that. It's like, go home and talk to, you know, their, their partner or whatever, and see if that anger is only on the field. It's typically not. It's like, it's like you can't just turn that kind of, that kind of drive of anger on and then turn it off. It, it, it shows itself in other places right. um, in life. So it's not a healthy way to like, <laughs> I would say, it's not yeah. a healthy way to be motivated right. in terms of from an energy standpoint. Right. And, and angry people don't perform as well, really, honestly. What would you say to somebody who maybe feels like they've suppressed their anger, maybe um, uh, doesn't feel anger enough? Is that, is that something you would say, talk to somebody? Yeah, about? Oh yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. Because if it's, if it's present, it's going to show it's, it's going to come out in some form or fashion. So mm. yeah, whenever, that's why we're always asking people, tell me what negative emotion, because you want, you don't want to suppress negative emotion. Negative emotion is valuable. It's beautiful. Like the other mm. day, someone asked me, can you be at fear and peace at the same time? Yes, absolutely. Peace is that pe- you're moving from peace to peace in decision-making, but fear points to like wrong belief and dangerous belief but it's the but it's over it's the the overwhelming sense is peace so i feel fear in this situation but i have the peace to address the fear calmly interesting so so the same with anger if like we don't want to suppress anger because it'll just boil out somewhere so if your negative emotion you know is anger well then like let well, st- well what tell me what you're angry about and i i'm telling you it'll get to a perceived injustice but, mm. but then when you get to the injustice is the sense that i'm trapped in this injustice for the rest of my the rest of my life with no hope that's a that anger will turn it could turn like homicidal yeah right and you don't want that you want that anger being expressed in a healthy way, not ignored, expressed in a healthy way. Okay, what are practical ways? I mean, it's how we worked with, you know, people in terrorist organizations is anger just being being stirred up by outside organizations with the idea that unless you guys, you know, go kill someone, this is never going to end. That's the dangerous misuse of anger. So really, it seems like use anger as a signal address the underlying cause of that anger yes a lot of times it is perceived injustice yes. and i'm assuming it, the way to get out of that victim mindset that mindset of uh someone else controls my life right is to to go into other focused that's right okay that's right yeah and that and that idea that the lie is that someone else can control your future that's never true mm. but a lot of us i mean real honestly if you're in a room of any humans at some level all of us feel victimized by inflation the economy there's something and it produces fear in us like there's nothing we and it shouldn't be that way and we become angry Mm. but we don't have anything to do with the anger. Like it's just boiling over in us and we take it out and project it in other places instead of saying, you know what? Actually inflation does not control your future. 
it, or, or the economy or these kinds of things. And so you, so to address the anger into the fear, and then what's the fear based in my belief that the economy is what determines my value and my future. That's false. And that's what you want to address. I love it. Well, Jamie, um, you had a book come out recently yeah. and, and I, for one, I'm going to put this up for the people on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, it is called living fearless. Um, I am over halfway done now. Um, and I'm using it as a handbook. Can you give me the origin story of this book and kind of, uh, what, um, moved you to write it? Yeah, it's, it was really just, um, a, a lot of what we're talking about just you know, we were working from the police department and then overseas into the different scenarios we worked in. And it was just, I'm in, I'm in a scenario. I don't really know what to do. I don't actually, I don't know how, who I really am, but I'm facing these kind of issues. What's the process that a human can go through to, to be able to say, okay, this is the truth of what I believe about myself. This is the truth about what I believe about the situation. And how does that truth telling walk me into a greater attentiveness just in the day to day, greater awareness of what's happening? And then and then how do I access unconditional love, absolute truth in the scenario that I am that allows me to take action steps that bring resolution and joy and peace? So it's it's attention, awareness, enunciation, action, all of the those four kind of parts of a process together it is the word to abide to abide in love to abide in joy so it's not it's not how do i learn to abide in love it's abide in love and learn from it that's that's the difference oh interesting i love that abide in love and learn from it right instead of so 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 I opened the book talking about my my field training officer in the police department. Oh yeah, and I had to I had to abide with him every day in order to learn from him. So I wasn't learning how to abide with him. That was a simple decision. I'm going to abide with him. My decision to abide with him is where all the learning occurs. So people say, well, how do I how do I learn to abide in love? That's the wrong question. The question is commit to abiding in love and learn what love has to teach. It's a different idea. So it's really just, it's a commitment first. Right. And then it's more of just kind of seeing, observing what happens. Exactly. That's fascinating. And, yeah. and the character you're talking about, which is a, a real life person in yes. your life, uh, was one of my favorite characters <laughs> yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, he, he, I don't know if I could have lasted. Was it a whole year? Yeah. And, <laughs> and a lot of people didn't last with him. Um, but as a training officer, but as I say in the book, he was, he probably taught me more about mentoring and discipleship than anyone I've ever known because he, his, at the end of every 10 hour shift, he would say to me, I don't think you're going to make it as a police officer. Why don't you just save us time and money and don't come back? And he, what his, what he was saying to me every day was, are you going to get up again tomorrow morning and choose to abide for another 10 hours with me? Because if you're willing to do that, you eventually will learn. But if you just, if you give up on the abiding commitment to get up and abide with me, you'll never learn anything. And it was so, it was such a powerful lesson to me um, that when I wake up in the morning, m my commitment to life is not, um, I'm going to learn how to abide in love each day. My commitment is I am going to abide with love each day and learn what life looks like abiding in love. You know, when you, when you were saying that sentence, 
immediately there's like a, a relief I felt because again, you know, we're all after control, I feel like. And, uh, as soon as we're able to, to let go and, mm-hmm. and just learn, you know, right. learn and observe that's as right. you go through life. Yes. Uh, I guess that's exactly what you mean by abide. Yes. Super mm-hmm. fascinating. Living yeah. fearless. Uh, where can we find, where can people purchase this book? Where can yeah, it's get on it? Amazon and it's from bakerbooks.com, but it's on Amazon and, uh, all, all the places. All the places. All guy, the places. I, I've got every single version. I'm like kind of a nerd. <laughs> I've got the so, the the soft cover here, the paperback. I've got the hard copy. I've got the audible version actually. Yeah, some uh, <laughs> a, a, a whole uh, company leadership team told me that they were doing the audible version. And yeah. It's really been helpful to them. Yeah. I just asked them who's re- who's the reader because I don't know. <laughs> I was it somebody cool, you know, with a British accent? And they said no. But. Guys, I would really encourage all of you to go get this book. I, I Like I said, I'm halfway through. It's already made a huge impact on my life. I'm treating it as a handbook, so do not read the book without a pen and paper next yeah, to you uh, because you will have to stop and you'll have to go find a pen and paper. I, I speak from experience. But, uh, but Jamie Winship, I appreciate you getting on the yeah. show with me again. Yeah, thanks for having can, me. Can I go ahead in front of everybody and just say you'll come back again? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, we, we have so much to explore. We've together. got so much to explore. i got so many more questions, but we got to get going. Yeah. I appreciate your time today. Thank man. you. Guys, thank you all for hanging out with us. This has been another episode of Outside the Box. Jamie Winship, Living Fearless, go get it. We appreciate you all hanging out with us tonight. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.